0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is entitled i choose to smile here we go in spite of everything that i have been through there is a song inside of my heart god has defeated my enemies right from the very start when i look back over my life and all that i have been through i can't help but lift up my hands in total praise and worship God has proven himself to me over and over again. I could have stayed bitter, but that would defeat the purpose. Because no matter how bad things ever got, they never outweighed the good. He has shown me so much favor. He protected me from this world. I am his grateful child, and my gratitude shows from the inside out. My life, he truly cares about, which is why I choose to smile. So, I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. However, today, what I would like to speak on is breadcrumbing and what that could possibly mean, not just in your work atmosphere or with your family and friends, but also in a relationship. When dealing with breadcrumbing, you may experience manipulation as well as narcissism. However, although we speak a lot about romantic relationships on this podcast, please understand that breadcrumbing can also occur in your relationships with your family members, social relationships, and also work relationships. One vital question you should ask yourself, no matter what sort of relationship it is, though, is do I deserve to be treated better than I am being treated in this relationship? So, what exactly is breadcrumbing by definition? Breadcrumbing is a very distinct way of leading someone on by giving small morsels of interest, such as, but not limited to, maybe a date. A phone call, every now and again, an occasional message here and there, a social media interaction, or in a work atmosphere, a little acknowledgement, a little responsibility, but never truly the position. However, these don't ever really have any follow through and they occur sporadically. Breadcrumbing also includes but is not limited to commenting on social media posts but never truly engaging in true one-on-one direction direct communication. There may be a little flirtation, little enticement, ghosting even. But most of all, there are they are superficial acts of interest. But due to no real follow through, the true outcome overall will be disappointing to the victim and it could lead to a feeling of abandonment, empty promises, false expectations, and the like. Bread crumbing provides the victim with a false sense of hope and can leave a person second-guessing themselves, wondering if they will ever receive a phone call back get a follow-up email, get an opportunity to be promoted, be offered that promotion, or they may be waiting for a relationship that most likely will never come to pass. Some examples of breadcrumbing are sending text messages to someone time and time again, but not taking time to get to know that person better. Communicating through social media only by way of certain memes, nothing more, nothing less. Being attentive, maybe even flirty when face to face, but never offering to see one another again. In terms of a a job, telling them I have the perfect position for you and leading them to believe by way of discussion that that position is theirs but never there's a there's never a follow through making ambiguous plans with you that never seem to transpire and for those of you that are curious about what ambiguous means hold on i'm going to let you know so in terms of ambiguous it is when concerning language, it's open to more than one interpretation, having a double meaning, or it is unclear or inexact because the choice between alternative has not been made. Alternatives has not been made. This is according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary. So that's what it means to be ambiguous. So when it comes to making ambiguous plans, they're not really clear it's open for interpretation. So you may say, "Oh, I would like to get to know you better." And they may say, "Oh, that sounds great. Let's do that." <laughs> and then it never comes to pass. It's not funny, but you know, I'm just saying. Um, all the person, all um the person who is breadcrumbing wants from you could just be sex. Um When you question your relationship, they make you feel like it's a problem. And now you are feeling guilty and you don't know why. They offer you inconsistent communication. They won't text you back directly, but they will inbox you a message on Facebook Messenger. Anytime that they are direct messaging you, which is also known known as DMing you, um, or they may be emailing you or texting you directly, but they never respond to your invite to spend time together with each other to get to know each other better. So like if you're feeding into their text messages, and let's say they're sending you a text message and they're like, oh, you, that's a really beautiful picture. And you say, thank you. And every time that you post something on social media, they're constantly complimenting Your beauty, or they're constantly if you're a man, they're constantly commenting how handsome you are. But then, when you say, "Let's go out to Starbucks to have a drink," or "Hey, let's go get coffee," or they say that sounds like a wonderful idea, but then that never takes place. On a job setting, it could be, "Hey, I would really like to learn X, Y, and Z," and they tell you, "Oh, that would be a wonderful idea. I can really see you doing that. Let's get together." And have a discussion on what that looks like in terms of your career path. And then every time that you put it on your, um, we'll say your performance or whatever, your review, eventually what they do is they keep seeing it, but nothing ever comes of it. That is breadcrumbing. So how do you deal with the person who is breadcrumbing you? Know your worth. Whether it be a company, a family member, or a significant other, know your worth. Please, whatever you do, tap into your value. Tap into your self-worth. Understand that you are more valuable than the other person may see you as. And that you do not deserve to be strung along in any way, form, or fashion. Whether it is at a company, whether it is with your family members, whether it is with your friends um, or acquaintances or colleagues or romantic relationships, you do not deserve to be strung along. So if you are that individual who has been strung along, um, that may go to my next point. So let's see if I can cover that. Um, In reference to a potential relationship, to see if whether or not the person breadcrumbing you is serious Ask him or her out on a date. Why? Because most breadcrumbers like to keep their distance on purpose. So, if you're dealing with a breadcrumber, they're going to avoid you like the plague. (laughs) That's like the best way for me to put it. They're going to avoid you like the plague. So, let's say that you are dealing with um, someone i'm gonna try to i'm trying to think what example could i use let's say that you're dealing with someone that has been expressing an interest for quite some time and so you notice that okay every time i post something they make sure that they make a comment or every time um i may get on a video they make sure that they show themselves they show up but the moment that i reach out and i say hey thank you for joining or hey Thank you for your comments. Dead silence. Dead silence. There's never a, a response. There's never a, oh, you're welcome, or my pleasure, or, or there may be a my pleasure. Because, you know, it could show up in two different ways. So or a few different ways. So they may say my pleasure. But then the moment that you say, well, why don't we go have lunch or why don't we go? You know, why don't we meet each other? Because I, I only know of you on social media. I haven't met you formally. Um, they're going to avoid you. Now, the opposite <laughs> of breadcrumbing is whenever there is follow through. So just keep that in mind. If there's follow through and it's a genuine follow through. So let's say that you're talking to, um, you're talking to management on, at the company and you're like, I would like to learn X, Y and Z. And they're like, that sounds like a good plan. Let's go ahead and schedule some time to train you. And then there's an actual follow through that is not breadcrumbing. It only is breadcrumbing when they say, that sounds like an excellent idea. Let's go ahead and schedule some time to train you. And that never, ever, ever, ever comes to pass, no matter how many times you bring the subject up. That's breadcrumbing. I'm giving you enough to keep you engaged, but I really don't want to provide you the opportunity. That is breadcrumbing. And whether it could be the opportunity to get to know you, it could be the opportunity to advance in a company. It could be the opportunity to have a healthier relationship with your family members. It could be an opportunity to have a great dialogue with your friends. It could be an opportunity to have a wonderful relationship with your um, spouse. It just literally depends on the situation. If whether or not you should be looking for the red flags of bread crumbing. And if you are, a victim of breadcrumbing, get out as soon as you can, because it's only going to continue. Please be clear and direct. Speak your truth unapologetically. If someone is crossing your boundaries by their words and or their actions, please speak up. Anyone who does not respect you or your boundaries most likely will not interest they're not interested in pursuing a long term relationship with you, whether it be on your job whether it be with your um family members, whether it be in a relationship whether it be with your colleagues um let alone they don't want a serious committed relationship with you keep this in 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 mind and pay close attention to these signs. So a lot of times when you are a victim of bread crumbing and there's, man, when I was studying this, y'all, I can tell you right now, I was like, Lord, I've been a victim of bread crumbing quite a few times in my lifetime and didn't even know it. Had not a clue. Didn't know what it was called. Didn't know what to look for. Didn't know what signs to look for. Had not a clue. But the more that I am doing my hardest, best to figure out um, a lot of the things that I've been through, what to recognize so that in whatever situation I'm in, that I am making an educated decision on what is best for me and all involved. And this is something that I had not done until I made a, a decision to go on this journey. I wasn't doing the self-work to this magnitude. I wasn't trying to figure out what it is. Because whenever the um, the Bible says, write your vision down and make it plain, sometimes the only way that you can make it plain is to know what it is you're up against. To know what it is that's out there. To know what it is that you don't want. And so it makes it easier on this journey for me to recognize what I don't want to show up in me or in the person that I'm dating or and the person that I'm courting, my future hubby, whatever. These are the things that I know that I need to look for. I was unaware of that before. So I have read, let me tell you what covenant means. Because a lot of times when we enter into relationships, we are not aware of what certain words mean. And so we enter into those things unaware. So one thing that I've noticed about, um, or that I know about covenant, and this is something that I learned After I got married, um, once I got a divorce, is that covenant is an agreement. You it may be to lease. It may be to a deed. Or any other legal contract. But in the Bible, it's an agreement which brings about a relationship of commitment between God and his people. When it comes to marriage, excuse me, it is also a deed between both people or an agreement between both people. The deed in this example would be the marriage license. The covenant is to agree that no matter what, you're not going to. Abort the marriage license by ending a divorce. So when I learned what covenant is, there's also what's called a blood covenant. And, um, so a blood covenant, it establishes a close bond between two people, um, and they're not linked by kinship, but they desire social relations supported by stronger sanctions, um, physiologically and or magically than those afforded by mere um, communal, tribal, or trading connections. So when I think of covenant, one of the other reasons why I try to figure out like, okay, what is it that you don't want? Because Lord willing, if I ever do walk, um, if I ever do experience holy matrimony again, then what I want to do is make sure that some of these things don't manifest in my marriage. Like I will know how to pray. I will know which direction to pray. Um, I will know to rec. I'll be able to recognize certain things before ever saying I do. Um, And so that's one of the reasons why I try really hard. And not only that, it's not even about just the, the covenant relationship. It's just about relationships in general, because the older that you get, you start to realize that you may not need new friends. And if your new friends look like this, or if your new friends display certain qualities, um, that may not be the route that you want to go. So that's another reason why it's helpful for me is because as time goes on, and as I grow in certain areas, I just want to be mindful of what company I'm keeping, I want to be mindful of who I'm engaging with, I want to make sure that um, it's people that are in, that we're able to edify each other the bible says iron sharpens iron so i want to be in an atmosphere where we build each other up not tear each other down whether we are in each other's presence or behind each other's backs you know and so it's like i just want to be mindful of the types of people that i'm surrounding myself with um so that i can be more aware um and this helps me to be more aware so the more that i study the more that i research the more that i learn um This helps me to be more aware. So whether I apply, I mean, the whole intent is to apply it. But whether you apply it or not, that's your prerogative. For me, I know that that's something that I need to be mindful of. And that's the reason why I've been doing so much research on so many different subjects is because it's very, very critical for me. Um, I need to know my enemies and I need to know the people that I surround myself with. So be honest with yourself. Too often, we ignore the red flags or we excuse them away as if their meaning is different because now it is us as a part of the equation. However, you must be honest with yourself and decide what it is that you want from the person who is breadcrumbing you. If you decide that the little flirtations here and there don't matter, and if you don't care, then that's fine. However, check in with yourself to make sure that this doesn't change. So... If or when it does, you can speak your truth to the other person. And then also when it comes to breadcrumbing, it may be like, let's say on a job, you're like, okay, I want this responsibility or I want more responsibility. And you may be told, I'm giving you that responsibility and we're going to acknowledge it as that. But the reality of it is, is that it's really just a breadcrumb. It's not a true responsibility. It's, you know, or it's not a true title. It's just, I'm giving you enough to shut you up. I'm giving you enough so that you don't ruffle other feathers. I'm giving you enough to keep the peace, but the intent has not changed. I'm not intending for you to go any further. I want you to stay here for X, Y, and Z purpose. That's breadcrumbing, or I'm offering you this. Or or it could be another another scenario or, hey, there's a position that is opening up with your name on it. I need you to apply for that position. And you go and apply for the position and you never get a phone call. You never get an email. You never get anything letting you know. The only thing you ever got was a conversation or a few words, but you never get any follow through. That is breadcrumbing. You have served the purpose to the breadcrumber, but as the victim, you have nothing to show for it. If being breadcrumbed is extremely uncomfortable for you, push back. Be sure to demolish unhealthy patterns before they start. Call the person out. Anytime they attempt to make you feel guilty for their behavior, say something about it. So if you are in a situation where you have been told, I'm going to give you a a prime example. So this is many, 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 many years ago. There was a position. It was a company that I was working for and I was approached by the manager. And the manager was like, Teresa, we need you to like first when they hired me for um, to be on that team. The manager was like, okay, this position is opening up. We really, really need for you to apply because I see you in this position. Pay attention to the wording. Pay attention to the wording because remember, breadcrumbing can be ambiguous. So it will have different meanings for different people. So I see you in that position. I need you to apply for the position. So Because this led me, based on the wording, to believe that this position was mine. I applied. The irony is, had I known that the position was not mine, I would have never applied. But I ate the crumb. So I applied for the position. And as soon as I applied for the position, have the interviews, all of that, now it's time for them to announce who got the job. They make the announcement, but it's not me. So when they make that announcement, I end up taking my concern. I pushed back. So I took the concern to the people who made the decision to hire this individual. Based off the feedback that I received, the reason why this individual was hired is because of their tenure. So I communicated And let that person know, the manager know, you led me to believe that this position would be my position. So now, based off of your response, are you telling me that I need to have that equal amount of tenure before I'm ever considered for that position? And based off of their response to me is what made me resign from the company that day. Now, I'm not encouraging everybody to do that. However, I knew and had enough confidence in knowing that I did not want to be breadcrumbed and I made a conscious decision that I knew my worth and I knew my value. And because I knew my worth and I knew my value, it did not take them to affirm that I already knew that. And so what I did after resigning immediately, I found a better job with an $8 pay increase one week later. So I literally jumped and in my jumping, I found greater. Now that doesn't apply to every single situation. This is something that you have to truly know. Cause I'm not telling nobody to leave their job <laughs> without something else lined up something better. But that's an example of breadcrumbing. I went through the process being led to believe X, Y, and Z. But the reality was there was not going to be any follow through. So because I recognized that I had been strung along, I nipped that in the bud quickly so that I would not create that type of culture for myself where they would think that they could continue to string me along. That can apply in relationships, too. All right. So. Just keep that in mind. That was an example. Y'all know I love to give examples for those of you that listen to me often. Um, why do people breadcrumb other people at all? Well, sometimes they aren't even aware that they're doing it. So let's just put that out there. Some people don't even know that they're doing it. However, if they are depressed, discouraged, insecure, or lonely, those are often reasons behind why someone would breadcrumb someone else. However, there are some people who are being breadcrumbed that know they are being breadcrumbed. And some people may remain um, in those relationships in order to avoid facing the inevitable truth. That the breadcrumber doesn't really care about them. Doesn't really care about their well-being, doesn't really care about the outcome. And the person that is the victim fears losing their false security. So we're going to put this in the dynamic of a job. So you may fear losing your job. So you hold on to the breadcrumbs because you don't know how you're going to pay this bill or you don't know how you're going to pay that bill. So you're holding on and the breadcrumber knows that so the breadcrumber keeps feeding you crumbs we got them i know when i was going through uh, my life coaching sessions my life coach said something about a certain dynamic and she said it's called it's like having invisible handcuffs when someone holds on to you don't even know that it's happening and it was another it was another scenario that she was using but i'm going to use it In this scenario, so it's like having invisible handcuffs. You have the ability to leave, but because there's just enough breadcrumbs being presented to you, you stay. Even though there's no true promise, even though there's no follow through, even though you can't technically build anything from this, you keep eating the breadcrumbs. Because you're held by invisible handcuffs. So I'm going to leave that right there. But that's a false sense of security. You may not see the handcuffs, but believing that you're going to receive more when all you're doing is receiving less is. First of all, that's a form of bondage. Let's just put that out there. So I remember. I was working for a company. I was working for this company, and my colleague, she at the time, because she ended up resigning. But my colleague was like, "Um," (laughs) I never forget this. So she said that um, she had made a phone call, and she was like, I'm not going to be in. My grandchild is sick. So they were like, Okay. Now the first day, that was fine. The second day, they were okay with it. But when it came the third day, they were like, We need you to bring yourself in here lady. And so she said, all she kept thinking about was her experience with this particular company. And she said, as she kept thinking about this experience in those three days of her not being there, she started to realize her worth. And she was like, it felt like I was a Hebrew slave working with these people. So in those three days of my being by myself, taking care of my grandchild, I started to realize what was of true value. I no longer wanted to be Pharaoh's slave at all. So she, the, th- the day four, when they called her, she had already made up her mind on day three based upon the feedback. But on day four, she was like, they were like, okay, we need you to come in. Can you give us a projected time that you're going to come in? She said, you know what? I'm not. She had noticed her value and recognized that she deserved to be treated far greater than what they were offering her, and that her grandchild and the well-being of her grandchild far exceeded any J-O-B. She didn't know what she was going to do. She didn't know where she was going to go, but it ended up working out in her favor. When she made up her mind to break those chains, those invisible chains, to cut those invisible handcuffs, it's like a whole world opened up to her, and she's far further than she was when she was in that confinement and structure of that job and it's because she knew her worth she did not want to be breadcrumbs. she did not want to work for a company that did not value the things that were important to her and so she changed the trajectory of her life by making up in her mind that no amount of money is going to keep me in bondage I want to be free so The next one, um, that's just something to keep in mind, though. So, what what does a breadcrumbing relationship include? Some examples, although they're not limited to this, would be anyone who is on the receiving end of breadcrumbing. This person may experience being on an emotional roller coaster when they may find themselves being disappointed most of the time with occasional false hope. They may also find themselves being confused and experiencing self-doubt often. The victim of breadcrumbing may begin to blame themselves for the breadcrumber's neglectful behavior. Before they know it, they begin to ask themselves, Is this because of me? Is this all my fault? Or what did I do wrong? It also may show up in relationship dependence. In a lot of cases, breadcrumbing may affect relational dependence as the victim could keep looking for the breadcrumber to dangle false hope in front of the victim to maintain an illusion of a positive and healthy relationship. Some victims of breadcrumbing are guilty of trying harder and harder to please and prove their self-worth. Truth be told, this very thing may be exactly what the breadcrumber wants— That's also in a work environment. I need y'all to hear this. It's not just in a relationship. It can also be in a work environment where the breadcrumber is giving you what they believe they need to give you for you to work harder and harder and harder. So they're they're getting, for an example, they're getting $60 worth of work per hour from you, but they're only paying you $20 an hour. That's breadcrumbing. So they're getting a lot more from you, but they're paying you under your work. That is also breadcrumbing. Um, But it leaves the victim without receiving any genuine acknowledgement or reciprocation in return. Also, keep in mind, significantly, the breadcrumber may act differently temporarily by showing attentiveness and or interest when they want something from the victim. So they may act like I'm for you. That's just temporary. If you're in a work environment, I'm for you. I want the best for you. We're going to get you there, but that's because they need the work from you. Then the minute that they no longer need the work from you, notice how the dialogue changes. However, That's not going to last long. The breadcrumber will eventually return to their self-absorbed and neglectful behavior after they have gotten what they wanted from the victim. So keep this in mind. We may be saying relationship every once in a while, but this also can happen in a work setting. Keep this in mind because a lot of times we are unaware. We may see it. We may not even know how to pinpoint what it is. We may have that feeling like a discernment that something is not right, but we don't have the words for what it is that is truly taking place. Once you know better, you can make a more educated decision. Once you see the pattern, you can make a more educated decision. So, This is the reason why I wanted to share this with you, whether it be relationship, whether it be no matter what this is having the knowledge is what helps. And so what is the best way to deal with breadcrumbing? Hold them accountable for their actions and their words. Be sure to call them out on their breadcrumbing behavior. Do not stay where you truly are not wanted. Get out of the toxic relationship as soon as you possibly can. Remain honest with yourself and with the breadcrumber. What situation are you in? Tell the truth and shame the devil about it. Don't become the victim. Refuse to play their game. However, if you really want to play the breadcrumber's game, do it on your own terms. Make sure you move on. You could opt to avoid this altogether and go separate ways on purpose. Last but not least, always put yourself first. Make yourself a priority. If you haven't been doing that, figure out how to make a, a new beginning and start to implement that ASAP as soon as possible. Well, this is going to conclude my episode on today. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you for listening.